0: Welcome to Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty podcast. This is Patty, a leadership and work-life balance coach from Arizona, USA.
1: And this is Angela, love and relationship coach from Sydney, Australia. And we are building better relationships with you.
0: Sharing new perspectives on being heart-centered at home and at work.
1: So you can draw on your inner power to make your relationships and the world a better place to be around,
0: the Building Better Relationships Journal and Meditation. We created the Building Better Relationships Journal and Meditation so you can magnetize the better relationships you want and focus on the positive role that you have in creating a better life through your relationships. We are excited for you to discover the gold within you that can help you manifest the love we all crave. The Building Better Relationships journal has coaching questions that help you listen to the truth of what you want and what helps you to be empowered in love. The Building Better Relationships Meditation is designed to strengthen your heart's ability to be that change you wish to see in the world. Why not download it now and think of it as a gift to those you love? If you love journaling and meditation, this is for you. Welcome to Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty. In this podcast episode, Angela Ambrosia will share about her exciting new classes where you can dance for causeless love and joy. Let me tell you a little bit about Angela if you don't know her already. Angela Ambrosia is an energy healer, movement meditation and dance facilitator at Dance with Angela and teacher of love and relationships. She lives in Sydney, Australia. This year, starting February 1st, 2024, she is offering Dance for Joy classes with Sophie Dance and World Dance Healing which are the accumulation of 30 years of traveling, healing, and experiencing the relationship between the self, the spirit, and the body, and her experience of universal dance that unites the teaching of all cultures. The universal dance as shared in the Dance for Joy classes she teaches and allows students to experience how they are one and how we can in these times coming together and share ourselves for joyful and deeply satisfying relationships by experiencing deep satisfaction in your body and your connection to your heart and natural joy. Angela is also teaches Dance for Joy workshops online for groups and private sessions to open you to your natural joy, release stress, and discover the power within you to be the natural joy and ease and love that you desire. Hi, Angela. I'm really excited about hearing about the Dance for Joy programs that you're doing and Sophie Dance.
1: Hi, Patty, Thanks for doing this with me today. We always talk with other people, so it's always nice. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's always nice just to have us chatting too as well and talking about ourselves and what we do for the world and the people that we help and and all of that.
1: Yeah. And we have a diverse range of skills that we share. That's why we connect with so many other facilitators because we've got we're both very creative Taurus people. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, us <as> Tauruses. <laughs> so Angela, please tell us and the listeners about Dance for Joy
1: dance for joy this year I've created two classes one is the Sufi movement which is a movement form that I started in New Mexico with a Sufi master Adnan Sahan and the second class is world dance healing where we take movement forms from all over the world and start to explore them in a really creative way and that's where I came up with the universal dance because basically now, Patty, we've moved out of the old energy, which people can see around the world, a lot of old things are not working anymore. Before the pandemic, we thought about the world one way. After the pandemic, we don't know what, what the world is because we're trying to create this new energy. So with the Sufi dance, what we do is we allow you to explore your body, and really discover these techniques from the Sufi master Adnan Sahan, which he had a rapid technique to get people to relax and connect to their core energy, which some people call the soul. Other people call it other things. And also with the world dance healing, we get to take that core energy and then really play with it to create a new dance and that new dance will be unique to whoever shows up in the class because for me when I started dancing with different cultural dance forms there was that bridge that that always happens you're going to try and understand the cultural dance but also the cultural dance teaches you about your body and your your ability to experience yourself and that was my fascination with All dance forms, whether it's belly dance or salsa or shamanic dance or body-mind centering, even ki-jung. It's really more about what am I experiencing in my body? And the universal dance that I discovered is that each culture has the same body that they're working with, but they bring out a different flavour, of that body or a different feeling of the body. So some people, you might be attracted to Tai Chi and you're going to that movement form because you're attracted to it. What is that thing inside of you that's attracted to the dance? So World Dance Healing, that class will be focusing on how do you experience your body? So we can focus on creating this new dance where we're all experiencing our bodies together and our souls together, and we're creating this sense of we're all together and free of a lot of the old garbage (laughs) from the previous eras. Not that these previous eras were a waste of time, but that we've got to create some new ways of connecting with each other because we've basically been not really listening to each other and dance for joy is about that. How do we listen to it to ourselves, to each other, to the dance? Where in the dance, we're all in the same space, we're all able to connect and we're all able to come together and just dissolve all of that rubbish in our heads, which says that you're not good enough, or I should be this way, or I don't understand why that person is that way. And you begin to experience states of oneness, of peace, of joy, of ease. That's what it kept happening to me on the dance floor. And I wanted to create a class where other people could experience it because very quickly, a lot of the rubbish in my head disappeared. And now over the years, a lot of that rubbish is gone. So I want people to be able to experience the freedom that I've begun to experience in the dance because it's really the fastest way to just, just become yourself and not have to be anything else and celebrate that, celebrate who you are easily. And that stands for joy in a nutshell. There's other parts of it I can explain, but the class is really to allow people to be who they are.
0: Well, that sounds really interesting. So how does the Sufi dance make people happy?
1: Yeah, so Sufi started in around 600 After Christ. So, around the time of Muhammad, Sufi was when Muhammad was downloading all of that great grace from the angels. And he says Angel Gabriel, but I believe there were other angels involved in the download. People were also impacted by that with the beginning of Islam. And the people also started to experienced natural dance and joy. And what they did was repeat some of the words in the Quran or the names of God. So in some religions, it's not great to repeat the names of God. But what they discovered was when you give devotion and devotional words to not just God, but to life itself, to the universe they started to do repetitions in chanting. They also just discovered calligraphy and the movement of the hand as you, you wrote these words, the Arabic text. Also in Sufi, when they did chanting, it's similar to like cipher. So when you do hip-hop, hip-hop ciphering, you just freestyle in your language forms. Mm-hmm. And so they were dancing and in nature, under the stars, in the desert, they were exp- exploring the words of the divine, similar to how Muhammad would have downloaded some of his writing. I'm pretty sure Muhammad was more in a a sort of building area and downloading things as he wrote the Quran. But other people were impacted by this very mystical experience of Muhammad. And they started, the Sufis started from other ancient traditions there were other Sufis before the Sufis when Muhammad was developing the basis of the modern religion of Islam there were other ancient practices but people were impacted it was enormous impact for the beginning of the Sufis so they became that mystical part of the Islamic religion which hadn't at that stage formed it was in the formation and then they became a movement which was built on ancient practices where people basically went out into nature and would use language and dance to really just experience their spirit and the connection Mm -hmm. to spirit through language, through movement, through dancing in repetitive movement. And what happens when you do repetition, which actually has been researched now through a professor at Harvard, Dr. Andrew Newberg, repetition like mantras that you repeat over and over, repetition through music, repetition of prayer, repetition of dance. What it starts to do, it it wakes up these waves in the body and the brain. So the the brain is the nervous system and the nervous system goes throughout the whole body. And through this repetition, what happens is, is you start to experience these incredible waves of bliss, joy, Um, peace, stillness. It wakes up these natural things in our body, which, you know, other animals, other species do certain repetition movements and they get into certain states. With humans, when we get into that repetition, it does this enormous, uh, beautiful energy in the nervous system. And it starts to retrain the brain And what Dr. Huberg was measuring when he measured, say, monks or nuns, when they do repetition and prayer and mantras over and over and over, that they actually wake up some different other parts of the brain. And this, especially the prefrontal cortex, and you get these states of joy. And it's really, really simple. And it's, it's kind of like so simple that most people in a modern world just go, ah. That's just too easy. But what happened with the Adnan Sahan in New Mexico is that people were basically going into bliss really quickly and they'd be there for two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. I was there for three months. And you just start to feel this enormous shift of all of your rubbish. So people lost heaps of weight. They would just dump all of this garbage garbage that was in their head or in their bodies and it'd be gone and they'd completely transform and discovered this natural state of joy that's in humans ancient times Patty, to now people have been doing these techniques that is in the sufi dance the repetition the mantras the chanting the whirling is another part the whirling as we were taught with adnan You have to get rid of a couple of toxins first before you start whirling. Otherwise, you can get nausea or you can just not be ready for the the simplicity of the whirling. Some people and some children whirl automatically and it's natural for them. So the simplicity is one of the secrets of the Sufi dance. And for some people, it's too simple. They want to make things more challenging or but it just is it's an ancient technique that the Sufis took some of those techniques that were already in the region of the Middle East. And then also it in the Sufi tradition, as it progressed, it moved to India, Nepal, Pakistan areas of Pakistan. So those regions added their own dance, their own, language, their own mantras, their own devotion to the divine. And so the Sufi tradition today has got a lot of different music that's very divine um, worship-based music and their prayers to the simplicity of the divine. And for me, the the way that it makes people happy is its simplicity. You don't have to get it wrong or right. You can't. There's it's only about repetition and allowing yourself to go into the repetition. And then this natural joy arises. And then people just dance, which was what happened in New Mexico when I did the Sufi movement with Adnan. At night, we had these amazing dance parties because everybody was just so happy. So when it came time to dance, there wasn't inhibition. There wasn't this... um, how do I dance? <laughs> people just like let it go. And that's the joy of when we allow ourselves to be like children. It's very easy. Children are naturally happy. And they we basically are trying to be like children. It's what the Bible says as well. When you come before God, be like a child. But why is it so hard for people to do it? So the Sufi dance is just making it easy for us.
0: Angela, tell me a little bit about how, when you were in doing the Sufi dancing, what was the one thing that really stood out to you as you were in that moment of dancing around and, just letting everything go what what kind of feeling did you have I know there was joy but was there anything that really reached out to you while you were dancing and as you connected with the other people around you
1: yeah and I'm glad for that question because you mentioned in me and then with the others Mm -hmm. because it's sometimes that's where we feel separate we feel Mm -hmm. like oh, people don't understand me or I'm experiencing shame and everybody else, they're not or they don't understand my shame. And so I had some really, like, deep cleansing of shame. And uh, uh, before I got to camp, Sufi camp, we call it, I was a performer already, but I had discovered that there was a lot of insecurity about the way I looked or the way people perceived me and shame about that or fear that I wouldn't be enough or wouldn't be attractive or wouldn't be acceptable, especially growing up in Australia, looking like I do at the time. It wasn't, there weren't a lot of people with dark hair. Now we've got a lot of immigrants, so it's quite different country. And so I, I had moments where I got to see that deep shape and it actually was so strong that I had to just sometimes not dance. So there was really interesting moments where I could see deep patterns of trauma or hurt or whatever. And then the next day it was gone. That was really interesting When I had the deep shame, of course, when I danced with people, it was still there, but because everybody was in really good spaces, maybe they were having a process too, I don't know, because I was too invested inside at that moment. Being around other people who were in great states, I was able to just keep going, go through the motions of the dance and then still experience joy. But what what happened was... The next day, because we were dancing every day and chanting and doing movement every day, the next day the shame may come back, but it was different, it felt different, and then it was gone other days. So it showed me that emotions are really temporary, even when you have deep trauma, because I know people with hurt, sometimes it stays and it stays and it keeps replaying, but I really (laughs) learnt that it can go. It can really go that shame, that sense of I'm not attractive or I'm not lovable. And ironically, I could be experiencing that unfeeling, unlovable feeling, and because somebody was dancing with me and they were in such a good state or so excited to dance with me, I had learned that no matter what I'm feeling inside, other people don't pick it up. They don't care. They don't even understand it. So why am I stopping myself to interact with them? That was a really big teaching because I think in relationships, one of the things we get stuck on is that we think our, if we're feeling rubbish inside or about ourselves, that the other person doesn't want to relate to us or I don't want to sh- share myself with people because I'm too awful. I hear young people um, saying things like, oh, you know, I don't really want to go out with people because I don't feel good about myself. That's complete rubbish. What I learned on the dance floor is that people have no idea what you're feeling internally. Mm -hmm. Their, Their experience and it can be completely different to yours. And in dance, what happens is you're moving energy. So, even if you're feeling rubbish inside and they have no clue what you're feeling together, that can just disappear because you're dancing and you're doing something, you're creating something, you're creating a a dance and that dance can be improvised. We did a lot of improvised dance in Sufi and that's what I do in dance for joy. We improvise and just bounce off each other. And it doesn't mean that your feelings automatically disappear but what you start to discover is that by being with others joy can arise and it doesn't matter what you feel about yourself or what you think about yourself because being with other people is important and it's lovely and it's joyful and it's it's a way to celebrate who we are and not get stuck in our own internal dialogue about i'm not this i'm not that i'm not attractive i'm not lovable i'm not whatever so that was incredible to be with others and go beyond shame. Um, the the other feeling, which I have shared with another podcast that we've done with BBR because it's significant and why Dance for Joy started, i I can share on that too, Patty, but I just want wondered if you had any other questions around the shame piece.
0: no, i I, I think that was a beautiful explanation on how shame or how comparison or feelings of inadequacy can stop us from really making connections with others. And that was a beautiful way of saying that and overcoming it.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's why I started teaching on relationships in the dance. I saw how easily you could experience one state in yourself But how do we relate to others? And unfortunately, in some teachings, it it can make you more fixated on the shame, like in some work and healing work or coaching work, and that you have to kind of psychoanalyse it or where did it start? No, in dance, it's like it's just a state and you're still lovable. That was the biggest thing I learned you are still lovable even if you don't feel great you're still lovable you're still worthy of right. people interacting with and it's it's an important part of dance for joy that people can be with different abilities maybe you you can't you can't speak properly because you've got a speech impediment or maybe your leg is shorter than the other one it doesn't matter <laughs> you can still be interacting with people because there's something beautiful about that interaction and special about the human species itself, that we we have this capacity to connect and dance and laugh and and be with each other and share. That's beautiful in itself. It doesn't need to be perfect, it doesn't need to be this way or that way. Uh, so Dance for Joy is also a movement about celebrating relationships in their simple nature, that a lot of people think relationships have to be a certain way, especially romantic relationships, even friendships, people have certain expectations. What I learned in the Sufi dance is that um, because we used to hang out with the people during the day and I I realised some of their personalities were grating on me. Mm-hmm. When we danced together. That was released. Uh, yeah, they weren't that grading, and, and also sometimes in the dance, I found that they were grading because they were moving in a certain way that my body didn't appreciate or they were trying to interact with me. And I was like, oh, come on, I don't know. And then in the dancing, I found a way to interact with them. So that taught me in dance that you might not really Appreciate the way somebody moves, but there is still another way with the creativity of dance and with music as well. The music is very important. You can find a way in the space to relate to this person. So that was mysterious. It's like I I was just not really getting on with this person outside this dance. And now <laughs> we've found something to connect. I thought that was a very important teaching about how when when you drop the perceptions that are happening in our sort of regular life in the dance, that's an important teaching. There's something we're constantly thinking, I don't like this person or this person's annoying. But yet when you're dancing, their natural joy comes out and you kind of get free and then you find this ability to relate and all the other stuff. What was that about? That was just a waste of time. And that's the old energy, Patty. Like we're still fixated on... This person thinks this way and this person thinks that way. And like, who cares? Just that's old. That's old. That's what the dance have taught me, that everything in my head is just a lot of stories and rubbish because in the dance floor, I can just have a great time with people. (laughs) And that's why it's become my obsession. I've done healing and other coaching work for decades now, but the dance has been the easiest and fastest way to release a lot of my mind stories about people and about relationships
0: yeah I I noticed that with me when me and my grandkids dance together is so much fun and we laugh and we we just dance and and children laugh so much and it's so joyful when they're laughing and you're laughing too. And you're just dancing. And Oh, I just love it.
1: It's a blessing, isn't it? And you've had all those grandkids. How many grandkids do you have now? Four. I have
0: five? Five.
1: Five. five. I can't even keep up with them. So you got a dance <laughs> troupe. You got a dance party.
0: <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about world dance healing, how dance can heal heal us besides being joyful and removing some of that trauma out of our lives. How can it also heal in all the different ways that it does? And what is world dance healing?
1: Yeah, so that's the second part of the classes for dance for joy. And in that, we we look at one part of the body and how it relates to others. So when I started the workshops, I was doing like the heart chakra, then the solar plexus, and then the sacral chakra. And within those, we have organs. So I trained with Anita Luce in Sydney, and she taught us some of these amazing processes to connect to the organs and she also taught us how to connect to different parts of the body and skin and the endocrine system and all these things. She was inspired by Body Mind Centering, which is a school created through Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen. However, Anetta's interpretation was very colourful and joyful as well. And what Anetta offered us is what, I'm, what I started to discover in the dance. I was already doing belly dance. But when Annetta helped me connect to the heart and that heart center and how it related to space and the earth beneath my feet, I started to understand world dance in a completely universal way. Like why were all these cultures dancing with the heart and the earth? And I started to, in Aneta's classes, and while I was dancing, experience this heart relationship to the earth in a different way. And that's where World Dance Healing started, because after working with Aneta, I went back to US to do belly dance, and I was teaching the belly dance. And as we were dancing, <laughs> uh, students would have experiences of their body, in a different way, because I was connecting them to the heart mm-hmm. and the, and the crown chakra, and they were moving their hands, and they'd start opening up the energy points of the hands. So I'm watching them in the belly dance classes, going, ah, oh, they just got something now that's sort of more than just a dance form. So what happens is in world dance healing is people start to understand how all of the chakras are moving through all the different parts of the body and it's not intellect, they're actually experiencing in the moment a very mystical, spiritual sense of themselves in that cultural dance. And because I'm not very, like, I'm not into rules, and I'm not very traditional, I like tradition, but I'm not traditional in the way I repeat traditions, I'm a bit improvised and spontaneous. I also can see when their bodies are starting to interact with that energy, and it creates a new dance. So they might be experiencing their organs, experiencing a certain cultural dance, but actually they're starting to experience how their body's interpreting that dance. So it becomes new dance. And that's what started to happen around me if I was dancing in a nightclub. I'd be combining a little bit of samba and a little bit of Middle Eastern and a little bit of Cuban and a little bit of Indian I'd start fusing all these cultural dance movements because I was experiencing the energy of the music, the energy of the people around me, and of the energy of the dance coming together. So in the World Dance Healing classes, we just explore one part of the body and we see how it might relate to the heart and the earth, or we might just explore, depending on who turns up in the class, how that person's body starts to feel the music and we allow that improvised dance to to flow because what I did learn Patty is that even though these cultural dance forms were fantastic and they they have their own like belly dance is incredible when a person starts to learn that dance their energy opens up Mm -hmm. and that that is almost like I can't tell you how excited I get but it's like this incredible, beautiful flower opening. And I just, that's what dance, well, dance healing is. It's just allowing the person to experience their own natural energy, a specific cultural dance move, whether we go into the organs or whether it's just the person, as I start to guide them into their body, they discover some energy and opening up and flowering. So you could say it's like the kundalini energy, just showing them a dance. Mm -hmm. but it's not that specific. Um, Basically have an idea of the class before we start. The class is basically to open the student to whatever energy is inside of them to come through. And that's the new dance that we're creating. Um, And also when I was doing these belly dance classes, a part of me was not being expressed because when we stay in a dance form and we have to learn the technique, it's really great as a foundation. But any dancer, once you've got that foundation, you have to expand. So for beginners to the dance, because World Dance Healing is for beginners or experienced dancers, it's really about what is the dance in you through these world dance music forms, through some of the teachings that I've had from the dance. What's that dance within you that's ready to be expressed in that moment, in that class? Because that will also start to change. And so the people who come that what they start to discover is they can listen to their intuition and that deep part of themselves really easily. Uh, Some people have had dreams about ancestors after the class. Some people have had healings in the class, like they've connected to a part of their body and things just get released. And because I worked with Annetta, who was creative and brilliant and just channel things in the moment. That's the way I design the class as well. So I can hear what the person's body's going through, or see it, or feel it, and things come out of my mouth to help that person just open up to what's there. So it, the healing's not necessarily about uh, releasing trauma. I don't, I don't really like that idea anyway. Trauma is there, but there's extraordinary joy there, and in the joy, what happens is that things just dissolve. And that's where I discovered a lot of my healing work may be re-triggering trauma. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was this odd, odd thing. So World Dance Healing is actually about showing people their own natural state of joy and love, which is always there. And the trauma could be there too, but it can just go can really just go. That's what's opened up in the new energy. Some of you may know that we've moved into the age of Aquarius, but it looks really weird out there, right? And you feel a little bit weird. That's because we're still holding on to trauma in the old ways. The old ways were saying, you know, I had this thing happen in my life and it's really terrible. Yes, that did happen and it was terrible. The new Aquarian energy or the new age is really about saying and There's this enormous reservoir of love inside of you. Build that, feel that, connect to that. Well, dance healing is that class. It's that class where you connect to that feeling and you start to understand how enormous that is. In a previous podcast, I mentioned in the Sufi dance that happened to me, I saw this enormous love Mm -hmm. and I was in the dance crying and there was tears rolling down my face because there was no way I could say, oh, that was just one moment in a dance class. No, it was enormous. It wasn't me. It was bigger than me. It was the universe. It was something that held me. And a lot of people who dance, they have mystical experiences like that. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed from the dance, people who have the mystical experiences, they may still go back to what's traumatised inside of them. And that's that's what I'm trying to sort of transition out of with world dance healing. It's like, no, we we can actually be in joy as a permanent state. Not that you have to do it consciously. It, it's our new what we're doing in this new era is building a consciousness where we're permanently in a great state. It's called the Golden Age. It's been talked about in every part of the planet. And what is that? I've discovered it in the dance already. For me, when I'm dancing, I'm in the golden age, but then I noticed when I left the dance space, all of this stuff would come back. So my obsession was, okay, something there's something I can do about that. surely. I can make the state in my dance permanent. And that's what's happened. And now I can I can experience sadness and I can experience other other people's sadness. But the joy inside is larger. And, of course, I have to remind myself a few times and go, why are you feeling sadness when you know that there's this enormous love here? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's about me personally. It's not that Angela has love. The love is around me. Like in dance what happens is you start to understand that your spirit is in relationship to the universe So it's not that I have love inside of me. I am part of that love that's in the universe, and it's it's enormous. It's um, unknowable, and it's unlike speakable. I believe that in the religions that say you can't say the names of God, what they really mean is you can't you can't name this love because it's so enormous, it's so untouchable and unlimited. It's Infinite and it's beyond us. And that itself can be overwhelming for our minds, for individual consciousness. When we come together in dance, what I've seen is, and I saw it in dance parties, the love can actually expand to a place where everybody's like very conscious of this enormous love. And they get this sense that, wow, this is incredible that we're here, that we're alive, that we're together that we have music, that this place exists, that there's lights, that there's, you know, people start to feel as a group of of people together in a space. It's wonderful. And that's a collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. So that's also the energy of Aquarius that we're moving into. So World Dance Healing the Class is about capturing that and allowing people to be their unique self in the group. And that's what happened. That was a gift given me in many situations. So I'm recreating that now in the the dance class. And if you want to know more about the class, you can also contact me. but it's it's really more of an experience. and um in the old days, we used to call it a happening. So, It's what's ever, whoever comes, that's the dance class, basically. And I facilitate the process for you to experience through the world dance music and through different exercises and how the dance relates to your body. What's coming up as your joy, as a place for you to experience yourself in your natural state of joy?
0: Wow, that just sounds so amazing to be able to feel that love and that joy and the connection with everyone and everyone dancing and feeling that energy of love. I just can't. It's something that you can't even probably put into words how spectacular (laughs) that is! (laughs) So, Angela, you have a YouTube channel called Dance with Angela which I am a subscriber and out there should be subscribing to her YouTube channel as well. Can you share about your YouTube channel and what else about your YouTube channel makes it special and unique besides just being you?
1: Um, Well, that's a good question. I think (laughs) it's called dance with Angela. And I started Dance with Angela website 2007. So the YouTube channel has been a long time in waiting. And the channel is really, I do mostly a live at the moment. And when I get a chance, I put some dance videos together as well, but they take a lot of editing. So I haven't got the time to do that. So Mondays we do a live and it's really channeled lives where I download what spirit basically is sharing with me that week. Mondays is a sacred day for me. It's a moon day. It's also a day of Shiva. It's a root chakra day in my practices spiritually. So I channel basically the message, what's coming. And it's an outgrowth of a lot of the other teachings that I've done outside the dance, which were through meditation healing, energy, body, work, understanding how all cultures have come together for this point of time. These times, Patty, are crucial. We're going through a birthing process, which is a little bit like a birthing crisis, for a new era. And it looks really weird. So mondays it's Mondays in Australia, and I think Sundays in US, Sunday nights. And you can watch the replay anyway. And it's really about how do we understand what's the message of what we're moving through at this time. So a lot of my teachings are taking the old teachings such as Sufi or what I got from different world cultural traditions or different healing traditions. But what's the significance now? Because right now we're moving through a transition that's a bit scary. And I just want people to be able to connect to that natural joy. You can do it in the midst of the worst times. You can connect to joy. And it's also more important to do it in those times because the rest of the world might not be able to. So I really want to encourage anyone who needs that natural peace, joy, love, uh, that come to Dance with Angela on YouTube. And every Monday we we really talk about how to do that and if people are looking for more heart connection exercises I can put that in there there are some videos about connecting to the different chakras as well
0: my favorite question to ask how does dance for joy build better relationships and can you describe the importance of feeling and sensing and how this helps your students with building better relationships.
1: Thanks, Patty. Yes, the feeling and the sensing is the key. When we um, go beyond the mind and we feel into our body, not just the heart, the heart is the emperor of the body. In the Chinese traditions, they call it the emperor. It's this incredible ability in your heart center, to see everything in the body. And when you're an emperor and you look at your subjects, the different parts of your body, with this enormous love and this desire to feel each part of your body, each cell of your skin, each tingle in the sensation of the body, what happens is you start to incredibly accept Yourself as this enormous gift. Your body is an enormous gift. So then, with that greater technique of feeling and sensing yourself, what happens is acceptance. It happens. You don't have to think about, oh, I love my body. No, it's a happening. And that's how we start to improve relationships because when you have a deeper appreciation and acceptance of your body and your spirit, you look at people as a gift. You look at the people you love, yeah, they're going to annoy you and trigger you, yes, but actually this love that you have that you cultivate, so dance has cultivated love inside of me. I still have my gremlins, but I look at the gremlins and go, okay, there's my little gremlin, okay, what are we (laughs) going to do now? It's the acceptance part, Patty, that I've noticed has really withstood time, and with students it's really about Feeling that enormous universe inside of them and how what an incredible gift it is. So they start to be able to um, cultivate that in themselves. And when they have deeper capacity to feel and sense themselves, you're not thinking, oh, on this, on that. You feel, you can listen better. To your body sensations. And that deeper listening then translates to all of our relationships. And it is a practice. I have noticed the thing from the Eastern traditions, like Qigong and Tai Chi, they do practices every day. So you do need to cultivate certain practices. Uh, What I learned also from Annetta, though, you can actually do it quickly. It's not that you just turn it on and off like a button. That you can, and I also learned this from the Sufi dance, you can very quickly drop into that deeper sense, sensing and feeling. And that will help you when you're in your relationships. We all have issues and we might react. But if you practice deeper sensing and feeling, which I can teach quickly, I can teach you how to do that quickly. You will be able to feel your partner, feel your loved one, feel your child, feel your mother more quickly. And that's going to help us instead of reacting in times of crisis, we'll be able to just go, are you okay? It's as simple as that. Are you okay? How can I help? That's all we need to do. But instead we go into panic and me, 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 what's, what's going on? What, am I okay? We freak out instead of reaching out. That's the main thing from Dance for Joy is the sensing and the feeling because I think that's how we're going to make through this transition, which will be a bit weird, we need to be able to not react from panic but react from helping and loving each other and feeling how can I help? Am I okay? Are you okay? Let's be okay together. Mm -hmm. How are we going to do this?
0: That sounds amazing. Angela, how can our listeners find you or contact you about your products and services?
1: So it's pretty easy now, dancewithangela.com and dancewithangela.com forward slash events is the workshops classes in Sydney. And also there's a link on Dance with Angela for the online classes through Class Bento and YouTube is Dance with Angela. And that's it. Okay. Is there anything else you would
0: like to share with the listeners?
1: Yes. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for listening and I wish you enormous grace and togetherness in this 2024. And whatever happens, just be with people. Find a way to be with people. Be with people that you care about. Reach out. Don't, Don't be shy. There's nothing you're going to lose by feeling weird and just reaching out. I do that still. If I feel a bit shy or awkward, I just go, I'll send a text. I'll, How are you? If you're thinking about someone that's significant, text them, email, do whatever it takes to just, because that thought is your consciousness showing you to reach out. So that's my closing thoughts. Just, uh, Thank you, Patty, for doing this today and helping me the message.
0: Thank you, Angela, for sharing this. Don't miss Angela's weekly YouTube videos and check out other educational videos on self-acceptance, healing, awakening, enlightenment, miracles, and more. And we'll have the dance for with Angela YouTube in the notes as well as all of her other links and do subscribe to her YouTube channel. And I wanted to thank the listeners so much for listening. Please follow us on Spotify and share this podcast with
1: others. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.